Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented from the Lighthouse Chapel International. This rich teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for everyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Reverend Samuel Sawyer is an anointed man of God with a special grace for teaching the Word of God and a unique passion for building people and positively transforming lives. He is currently the resident head pastor of the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, Accra, Ghana. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teaching as taught in the Lighthouse Chapel International. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Lord. If we had a thousand tongues, we will use it to praise you. We give you praise this morning. And we say, come. Come and speak to us. Cause our hearts to be open. Our ears to be open, our spirits to be alive to you. Holy Spirit, oh sweet Holy Spirit, influence us today. Direct our hearts and our minds towards you and cause us to hear. And cause us not to be hearers only deceiving ourselves, but cause us to be doers of your word. I pray for them that came here with issues on their hearts. I pray for them that are looking for solutions not from man, but from you, O oh Lord. Grant them that this morning you will open their understanding. Lord, that you will drop into their hearts a word of wisdom. You will drop into their heart a word of knowledge. Father Almighty, that illumination, understanding will come to them. I pray for those that are looking for divine provision. I pray in the name of Jesus. According as your word has said, that the cattle on a thousand hills, it belongs to you. I pray, O oh Lord, you are the God of all supply. Your word says that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. I pray for a supply in the name of Jesus. Open Amen. our eyes to see from whence cometh our help, that our help cometh even from you. I'll give you glory and I'll give you praise. Use me, O oh Lord, even in this place. I pray for them that are ill, them that are ailing, them that are not well. Lord, you said, you set forth your word yes. and you heal them yes. and you deliver them from all their distractions. Heal us this morning. Yes. Jehovah Raphael, the God that healeth all our diseases. I thank you, Lord, and I worship you. I give you praise and I say, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Use me, O Lord, even in this place, that I may disappear, that I may decrease, and Lord, you will increase even in me. I thank you in Jesus' name. Put your hands together. You may take your seats. Thank you, Kwa, for a wonderful song. If I had a thousand tongues this morning. Is Rivers? Kwa here. Rivers, are you here? Where are the Rivers? Rivers. We have a new choir in town. They are called Rivers. And I think they're going to sing to us. Amen. Amen. Shake somebody's hands and say, You are welcome to church. Yes, bless me. Bless me. All right. 
look at the person say you are looking so nice ask the person what's your secret ask him were you bathing with um, what were you bathing with guardian soap or locks or fur or imperial leather which one what did you bath with Dove. Hey, Dove. Somebody was also bathing with Alatasamena. It's all good. We are in church. That's what matters. Well, this morning, before we listen to the word of God, we, um, we want to... Everybody. Rivers, you can give us a song. Awesome songs as we are worshiping God. Believe God. Jesus, shall we take the blood of Jesus? Hallelujah, you may have been down, 
Maybe discouraged It has come to pass Hallelujah, hallelujah Oh, say I'm strong I believe it. I receive In a world where the seasons and time This is your season It's time to shine again She better oh, Thank the Lord wherever you are Thank the Lord for every blessing that you are looking for. This is your season. It's time to shine again. It's time to shine again. It's time to shine This is my season. It's time to shine again. It's time to shine again. This is my season. It's time to shine. It's time. It's time to shine again. Put your hands together for rivers. Rivers of living water. Amen. Right? For the next 15 minutes, you want to hear the word of God and we're talking about coming out of poverty. Some say coming out of poverty. Started talking about this on Friday, but I believe I want to talk to, 
uh, on Sunday about it. So what do we mean by coming out of poverty? And I said I'm going to share with you 20 things that cause poverty. 20 things. You can also describe it as 20 features or causes of poverty. I believe that by the end of this series, you would identify the different aspects of your life that contribute to the state that you are in. Before I give you the causes, and today I'll probably give you maybe two or three causes, let me say this clearly. The charismatic church has been accused of being prosperity teachers. And I don't want to go into that, but I sincerely believe that Jesus Christ came that we might have life and abundant life. Abundant life means the life of the overflow. Abundant means to have things plentifully. Amen. So in a sense, if you are a Christian, it stands to reason if you are doing well. Tell somebody, it stands to reason if I'm doing well. Say, God wants me to do well. If our scripture after scripture um, clearly tells us that God wants us to do well. One of the uh, scriptures is uh, Psalm 37 verse 25. Let's look at it very quickly. We'll look at a few scriptures before we get into the causes. Psalm 37 verse 25. Can we look at it very, very quickly? If you're there, say amen. Learn to open your Bible. Learn to be familiar with your Bible. I have different Bibles scattered all over my house. I have one in the living room, two or three there. I have one in the bedroom, two or three there. I have in the toilets. I have different, different ones. And this is King David. Somebody said this is a king, the psalmist. Do you know what he said in verse 25 of Psalm 37? He said, I have been young. He was describing his life. He says, and now I'm old. He was describing the passage of his life. And he described it in very nice terms. Somebody say nice terms. As a Christian, learn to speak about your life properly. Don't become an apology of a Christian. Don't become a Christian who does not bring any glory to God. He said, I've been younger now, I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Say, I am righteous because of Christ. His blood. And I'm also righteous because of his word. Because I follow his word. All right, let's go. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, that is his descendants, begging for bread. Church of God. We must, let, we must come to know that God wants us to do well. The people that work with God in the Bible, to a large extent, they did well. Someone said they did well. When you talk about somebody like Abraham, who is the father of the patriarchs, or Abraham as somebody who is identified as, as, as one of the people who work with God closely. We talk about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of uh, Jacob. Don't we do that? We know that Abraham was a rich person. Amen. As Abraham was rich. And Abraham was rich because I believe that God trusted him to be able to use his riches properly. 
And Genesis chapter 12, one of my favorite scriptures, if you come to church, you hear me say it till you get tired of it. In verse 1, 2, 3, we see how God related with Abraham. The very first time Abraham was introduced into the Bible, we see God giving Abraham an instruction. Someone say an instruction. And Abraham's response to the instruction was what determined his blessing. Say, my response to an instruction, my response to a commandment from God will determine my blessing. God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and out of thy kindred and out of thy father's house unto a land that I would show you. And what did Abraham do? He obeyed. May you obey in the name of Jesus. And then God said, And I'll bless you and I'll make your name great. Listen, we are looking at Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. He said, I'll bless you and I'll make your name great. And I'll make of thee a great nation, and you shall be a blessing. Listen, God can see that when he gives you money, you will use it only for yourself. So sometimes it's difficult for him to bless you because you have not matured to the point when you can understand the meaning or the purpose of money. Some say the purpose of money. Some people think that money is so that he can boast, or money is to lord it over people. You have money so that you can feel good. You have money so that you can be called honorable. No. No. God wants you to have money so that you can be rich towards him. Somebody say from today, I'll be rich towards God. One gentleman in the Bible who had money that God dealt with him was a rich young ruler in Luke chapter 12. When you read Luke chapter 12, reading from verse 16, the Bible says the ground of a certain young man brought forth plentifully. Oh, Auntie Gladys. Oh, yeah, yala. Oh, namobo. You say, oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's only habo. 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 This young man in Luke chapter 12, the Bible says in verse 16, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plainly. And you know what? The Bible says he said to himself, what shall I do? Because I have nowhere to lay my goods. I'm paraphrasing the story. If you can put it there, it's good. I have nowhere to lay down my goods. He said, I will tear down my bands and I'll build greater. And then what will I do? I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. Interestingly, this man was thinking about himself only. Someone say he was just thinking about himself. He was just thinking about himself. When the Bible says he thought within himself, look at verse 17. It said, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have nowhere or no room to bestow my fruits. Listen, that kind of thinking is a selfish thinking. Well, you are thinking only for yourself. Can I help somebody? Thinking only for yourself. Selfishness. It's a very dangerous thing. We must learn to be unselfish. Say, I must learn to be unselfish. One of the best stories about unselfishness, I heard it from the bishop. He said there were two patients in the hospital. They were in a room. And one was situated close to a window. Another one was far from the window. The one close to the window, when he saw that the state of the one away from the window was bad, he decided that every day he would look at the window 
and look at things that are happening outside and he'll be describing it to his friend. So he'll say, come on, it's, it's, the, the, the sky is so blue. Oh, there's a lake and there are some trees and there are some people. And this guy who did not have access to the window was always looking forward to this friend who had access to the window so that the friend would be telling him what was happening in town and he was getting encouraged. Then one day the guy who was at the window in the hospital, he died. So this guy who was not at the window said, can I be moved nearer the window? I also want to see what's happening outside. And he was moved. Ladies and gentlemen, when this guy was moved to the window and then he turned to look at the window to see the wonderful view, do you know what he saw? He saw a blank wall. There was no view. All along, his friend had just been describing wonderful things just to encourage him. And then he said, how unselfish this, my friend, has been. May you learn to be an unselfish person. May you learn to give of your bounty to others. When God realizes that when he blesses you, like he said concerning Abraham in verse 3, he said, I'll bless you and you will be a blessing. God can see that this is a faithful person. This is somebody I can trust. Are you listening to me? That steward whose master was traveling and gave talent, the one who did not do anything with his talent in Matthew 25, the master described him as you wicked and lazy servant. If you like, read Matthew 25. Don't, don't open it, but I can write it down. Lazy servant. Lazy servant. At least you could have gone to invest my money. Are you listening to me? This rich young ruler, the Bible says, when you read Luke chapter 12, we can go there, verse 21. I'm helping you to understand how your attitude should be towards money. Some say my attitude towards money. There are three attitudes towards money. There's a group, somebody say a group. They believe that Money is evil. Especially Christians. I got born again under those circumstances. I got born again believing that if you're a Christian, you always have to appear dull. And you have to appear like Charlie. A rain-beating eagle that has been mistaken by the chickens for a vulture. You always have to appear like Charlie. And there's a school of thought that believe that money is evil. I don't have to do anything with money. As for money, some even take vows of chastity and poverty and all that. I don't have anything against them. But it's a school of thought. And they think that money is evil. Bible never said money is evil. First Timothy chapter 6, when you read verse 10, the Bible says, For the love of money is the root of all evil which while some having coveted after. The Bible says they have pierced themselves with many sorrows or many arrows. Listen very carefully. It is not money itself that is evil, but it's the love, the love of it, the excessive search for it. Are you getting me? So there's a group of people thinking that money is evil. I don't want to have anything to do. I won't talk about money. No, 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 no. I prefer to be poor and proud and a Christian. No. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg for bread. And these people continue to beg all the time, thinking that they are glorifying God in their beggarhood. You don't glorify God when you appear poor and wimple. 
and your Christianity is wishy-washy and every time you look like you're under the beck and call of people. No. You don't glorify God. You don't. There's another extreme. Am I helping somebody? There's another extreme who also think that money is a God to be worshipped. That story is like the story of this rich young ruler where they esteem money more than anything else. In verse 21 of Luke chapter 12, can we look at that? The Bible says, and this is after God had told him in the previous verse, that fool, that fool, when God sees a person who elevates money above everything else, who says, I don't have anywhere to put my money. Meanwhile, there are people walking on the streets who are, who are, who are, who are naked, who need help. Meanwhile, there are investments you can do. When God sees such a person, God calls such a person a fool. The Bible says, so is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Such people, they cannot give a proper offering in the church. When they are giving an offering, they look at the money like that. Ah, it's like the woman who was going to give an offering in that church. They dance when they are coming to give the offering like we do here sometimes. The offering basket was here and then she was dancing. She was dancing. She was dancing. The money was in her breast. She was dancing. Then she put her hand inside her breast. And then as she put it, she realized that the money was a 50 CD note. She said, hmm. She can't. So as she was dancing, you know sometimes some people are dancing and they start moving backwards. Then they were saying, Auntie Sissi, unko inim kaka. I said, Adia Adia menindasu misaka. Auntie Sissi, unko inim. Adia menindasu misaka. When she put her money in the breast, she was expecting five CDs. But when it was 50 CDs, Charlie, she can't give the money. Ask somebody, do you worship money? Ask somebody, have you made money a God in your life? There are some people who will give up even their very mother if you can promise them money. Oh, yeah. Oh, you are looking at me. I'm also looking at you. I'm also looking at you. Money. Someone say money. It's not a God to be worshipped. That's why Jesus Christ, you shall not serve God and mammon. Some people, just for 50 Ghana cities, they will remove their drawers. Okay. 50 Ghana is too much. My wife says 50 Ghana is too much. Hey. I remember during the, the, the last uh, World Cup, uh, not World Cup, African Cup, some country won a certain match. And then the prostitutes in the area, they say, Charlie, we have won this particular match, so reduction sales. Eesh. I hear the latest strategy among some of the prostitutes somewhere is buy one, get one free. Eesh. Somebody say money. Some people will do anything for money. It's wild, though. Ask somebody, what will you do for money? One of the most dangerous things that is happening in our country right now is the young men who are becoming homosexuals because of money. What a shame. What a shame. Don't worship money. Don't desire after money so much that you are ready to sell even your very principles. Young lady, your boss is saying that come to Hotel Gandolfo. At 8 o'clock in the evening, we have some documents to discuss. Tell your boss, can we do it in the office now? Don't be naive. I say, don't be naive. I say, don't be naive. 
there are certain now jobs are so scarce that today when people are looking for jobs the human resource officer the personnel manager will demand his will demand even half of the salary or at least the first month's salary or chimpe tell somebody chimpe before they employ you money seems to be guiding even Christians I spoke to a certain pastor and he said he was in a certain church and the senior pastor said that look in this church so long as I'm a pastor of this church eh, no pastor should talk to any of the rich people in the church and then the pastor said see Mr. John and you see none of you pastors Reverend Frank have you heard after church don't speak with any of the who are some of the big people raise up your hand nah, don't speak to them don't talk to them they are my they are my, they are my, they are my sheep hey! 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 where is Christ where is the love of Christ that is shed abroad for all men of course, I believe that there's only a certain group of people that can communicate properly to another group of people, yes. But sometimes if money is governing, don't let your relationship be based on money. Tell somebody, don't let your relationship be based on money. Young man, don't have a relationship with that girl because of money. Anytime you are relating to that person, you are telling her about money, money. Or young lady, when a man comes and everything is money, 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 money. Be very careful. Because he will be treating you as a possession, not as somebody who is a helpmate in the marriage. Am I helping somebody? I believe that the proper attitude towards money is that you should be a caretaker. Some say a caretaker. You should be a steward. Amen. You should be a caretaker. You should know that the money that you have is something that God has given you to take care of and to look after for a purpose. So you must be looking, what am I supposed to do with my money? When you think about that well, you're able to pay your tithe, 10% of it. Because you know that after all, it's God that is helping me. So the 10% is just a sign that I believe that God is helping me. But you want everything. Eh, me 10% me. A certain rich guy was stranded on an island with another guy as they were there. The rich guy was sleeping, and the other guy was frantically making phone calls, looking for help, SOS, everything. And then he told his rich guy friend that, ah, won't you help me to call for help? He said, no. I make $10,000 a month. I make $10,000 a month. Pastor, $10,000 is small. For somebody is very big. Who here, if you were to be given $10,000, you will receive it coolly? May the Lord give you in the name of Jesus. Then the man asked him, you want to also ask for help? He said, look, I said, I make $10,000 a month. My pastor will be looking for me. What he meant was that he used to pay his tithes. And once he pays his tithes and he's missing, the pastor. If I said, I make $10,000 a week, and he pays his tithes every week, 
If you're a pastor, wouldn't you be happy with such a person? Every week, be at least you know that $1,000 is in the bank account for the church. Hey! What a shock. You must learn to be a steward. You must learn to be what? A steward, a proper steward. A person that when God is giving money, he said, I know this person, when I give the money, he will not use it for jot. Pastor, so are you trying to say that the unbelievers who have money, God is trusting them? No. That is why I'm preaching the sermon I'm preaching and I'm going to help you with the causes of poverty. Amen. I said with the causes of poverty. There are people who are not born again who don't believe in Jesus. In fact, they are atheists. They don't believe. They don't think that there's a God. But they are also wealthy. I'm saying this because some people say, I have served God. I don't see also why God hasn't answered my prayer. Why hasn't God blessed me? And look at that guy. Look at that guy. Look at the unbelievers. Do you know what is happening? What is happening is that those people who don't have Christ, who are not born again, they are following the principles of Christ. Even if they don't know it. They are following some principles of God. Even if they don't know it. But it's a principle that God himself has set. And they are doing it. We who are born again, we have both the principles of Christ, that is the word of God, which I'm going to show you in the next few minutes. And then we also have Christ. But we have left the principles. Are you getting me? The unbeliever is using the principles, even if he doesn't know that it is from Matthew chapter this or from that. He doesn't know, but he's using it. And because it's a principle, it is working for him. May the principles work for you in the name of Jesus. In this church, we're going to have people who are going to be serious-minded people. Not people who just come and say, I have prayed or I have fasted. Pastor, didn't you say that during the whole fasting I was there? 21 days. Mandidi, manu monsio. And tafikra manu. You know, it's because you just fasted and you did not follow the principles of God. Hallelujah. So, cause number one, lack of knowledge. I just have two minutes and I'll close the service. It's about ten minutes to one. Wow. Lack of knowledge. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, open your Bible very quickly to Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Take this very serious and begin to ask yourself a few questions. If you're going to come out of poverty, there are certain causes, certain things you need to take note. And what I'm sharing with you is actually also based on a research that was done of poor people in the world and how they became poor. A, a proper research. You can find it in He That Hath, one of the books. In Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, if you other say amen, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What you don't know may be destroying you. Ask somebody, is there something you don't know? What did the person say? Oh, ask somebody, is there something you don't know? What did the person say? Tell the person, careful. Throughout the history of mankind, 
we have had different ages or different periods from the prehistoric age we've had a stone age where man used to just work with stone and then metals were discovered we went through the agrarian age where we just do a lot of agri now we are we went through the technological age, industrial revolution, all those things. Now we are in the information age. Some would say information. Those days when you watch a film, the film is about some gold that people are looking for. The Count of Monte Cristo looking for some gold. Or maybe some oil or something. Now when you watch a film, sometimes it's about a computer disk. Or it's about a flash drive. Or it's about some information that some people are looking for because the one who has information is the one who has power. May you have information in the name of Jesus. Not just having information, the one who is able to utilize the information. So people are destroyed because of what they don't know. Africa is one big time example. This morning I was listening to Reverend Frank. He was preaching from the first service. As I was preaching, I was asking myself that, ah, God, help us. Because he gave some wonderful examples. He gave an example of our uh, dumping site. Somebody say dumping site. Bola. My daughter goes to a school near Achimota Forest. And she tells me that sometimes there's a wild stench that comes from nearby. Just here, Achimota. In the middle of the city. And you know what happens there? We take our bola and we just go and put it there, boom, on the ground like that, in the middle of uh, a, a residential area, and even school children, and people get sick, and then we go to hospital and use our precious money now also to pay doctors and to buy medicines. Are we crazy or what? Hey! 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 And we are just putting the boiler there, and flies are coming into it. We are just burning it. It's causing trouble. Meanwhile, go to China. They are using their garbage for compost. They are using it to create a kind of fertilizer. Father, deliver our daughter in the name of Jesus. Listen very carefully. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. Malaysia came to Ghana. Somewhere in the late 1950s, 1959. And they came to learn from us about how to handle, uh, how do you call it, palm kennel. 1959, how many years is that? 50 something years ago. Today, as we speak, their country, Malaysia, South uh, Korea, Singapore, all these countries, they were on par with Ghana about 50 years ago. We are all lesser developed countries or least developed countries, but because they have applied knowledge to what they do. Today, these countries are developing and manufacturing cars. Cars. I have driven different Korean cars. I've driven uh, whatever, Excel. I've driven, um, um, I don't know the other car's name, but some car. They are manufacturing car. Are you getting me? Malaysia right now is using the palm kennel to produce a kind of fuel that they use for their cars. What are we doing with our palm kennel? We are still mixing it with clay and then doing muchia. 
<laughs> it's a good place to say, hey, yeah, more boy. Wow. For lack of knowledge. First of all, I mean, this Malaysia and this Korean, I mean, I don't know how it relates to me. There might be something in your life that because you don't know how and what to do, it is affecting you. Let me give you something practical that you can do this year. Tell somebody something practical. You see, it's the beginning of the year, and I want you to take notes. Most people in the world who made it, they made it not because of a windfall. A windfall is some sudden blessing that comes or something like that. There are people who are always going around thinking that money is going to appear from somebody's face or that somebody, they, God will touch them, that as I'm talking with him, he will remove some for me. Who understands what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Who is here? Sometimes you go through your pockets. Men, you go through your pockets thinking that maybe I can, in, in your house, you go through all your pockets, your jackets, you go through all of Do you do that? Do you do, 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 do that? Do you do, do, do that? All the men say they do it. Thinking that there's some money that I don't know whether it is dwarfs or angels that have come to put it there. Even this morning you did it. Mercy. And then you found something. Once in a while you may, found, you may find something. But listen very carefully. I am your pastor. I'm helping you. January, I want you to go back to the word of God. In Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, God says something. And there are people who are applying it and they are atheists. And it's helping them. There are people who are applying it. They don't know God and it's, it's helping them. And Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, the Bible says, For as long as the earth remaineth, the Bible says that seed time and harvest. Then it talks about a lot of things, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. It shall not cease. But I'm interested in the seed time and the harvest time. Whisper to somebody, say seed time. One more time, say seed time. Say it in, in, in sort of voice. Say seed time. Seed time. Seed time. Ask him, what are you planting? Ask him, what are you planting? Ask him, what are you planting? There's something that everybody here you have to plant. Money is a seed. When you get money, don't chop it. Plant it. Time is a seed. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Watch too many Bruce Lee films. Watch all the films in the world. And you are sitting there thinking that somebody should come and give you money. Somebody has gone to sweat and he should just come and give it to you because your face is nice. Meanwhile, you are just you there. You are just there busily watching movies. Prison break one. Prison break two. Prison break three. Prison break four. You have piled up movies like from here to Mount Afajato. And then you are just we in one one. Now we're here. In one one. Watch this. We need a call is making money out of you. Who understands what I'm saying? Begin to sow something. I don't know. I cannot tell you what to sow. I don't know. You can sow some time. You can go and attach yourself. It's not every job you are doing that you have to be paid immediately. 
sometimes as you are there, you are learning. You are, you, 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 you are educating yourself. You are on a certain attachment and you are acquiring some skills that will help you. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying today? Somebody says, seed time. Decide to plant something now that you will reap in June. Decide to plant something now that you will reap in December. In fact, decide to plant something now that you are planning that you will reap in five years' time. Put your hands together for the Lord, somebody. Pastor. 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 Mediate. I want it now. You'll be poor. I say you'll be poor. You'll be poor. Number two. Can I give you number two and then we'll go home? So the first cause of poverty is what? Lack of what? Knowledge. The second cause is lack of good skills. Lack of good skills. Ish. Ish. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27. Let's look at it very quickly and then we'll close. Are you blessed this morning? Whoa. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Lack of good skills. We're going to continue next week. But what you have heard this morning, I want you to decide to use it. Amen. We used to have a certain young man in church. The young man was always well-dressed. Pastor, I don't know what I remember that young man. Nice-looking guy, always holding a big handkerchief. And then what he will do is he will always come to you, church, and he'll be swinging, and then he'll be wiping his face like that. And then he will target certain people in church. Then he will say, what do you say, daddy? Daddy. Tell somebody, daddy. Then he'll say, fita no pay, meaning from morning, I have not eaten. Hey! And we used to have pity on him. So we would... Somebody will give him fiver. Somebody will give him one CD. Somebody will give him something. You know what I'm saying? And he was always well-dressed and nice and just, I mean, then one day somebody went to visit him where he stayed. It was some church place. Be. But the person noticed something and then he came to tell us that, Tali, we shouldn't give this young guy any money again. You know what the person saw? The person saw that what, where this young man was staying, he had about 10 different pairs of good quality shoes. Eesh. In fact, one of the persons who saw it even actually saw a shoe that he said he. And this man who saw it was a very rich man. He said even he, he would not use his money to buy such a shoe. Because he knew the price of the shoe. So no, no, this guy had the bad taste. And he was just collecting the money. He would come and I'll pay Mindidio. As you are giving money, then he he's just, and he won't work. He won't work. If you give him, he won't work. Lack of knowledge. We got him a job and then he wasted it. He spoiled it. Lack of knowledge. That right now, as you are standing there, you have some time. Because the Bible says time and chance happen to all. Tell somebody I have some time. I'm going to use it well. A time is going to come that there are people in this church who are going to be lenders and not borrowers. A time is going to come that there will be people in this church who will be employers. Employers. You are going to employ two, three, four, five, ten people. A time is going to come 
there will be entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs in this place. Businessmen and businesswomen who will be diligent with what they are doing. They will employ many and they will be a blessing. Receive it in the name of Jesus. A time is going to come when we're going to have career men and career women in this place. Professionals, semi-professionals who are going to excel and be the head and not the tail. Receive it in the name of Jesus. A time is going to come when there are going to be people in this church who shall not lack anymore. Though today you are in want of one or two things, a time is going to come when your needs will be supplied because the word of God says, my God shall supply all your needs according, not according to the economy of the country, not according to your family background, but according to his riches in glory. Give the Lord a shout! I want you to close your eyes and I want you to pray for boldness. Boldness to take your opportunities and boldness to apply the knowledge that you have. Boldness to walk up into an office, into a shop. Boldness to begin an idea. Boldness and strength to learn more about what God has given you. Pray for yourself. Pray for boldness. Boldness. A man's wisdom will make his face to shine. Father, rough life, draw me closer. Lord, my heart is set on you. Let me run the race of time with your life unfold in mind and let the peace of God let it rain. One more time, you want to say, Father of life, draw me closer. Father of life. Draw me closer, Lord. My heart, Lord, my heart is set on you. Let me run the race of time. Let me run the race of time with your life unfolding mine and let the peace of God let it rain. Oh Holy Spirit, oh Holy Spirit, you're my comfort. Strengthen me and hold my head up high. Strengthen me, hold my head up high. And, and stand upon your truth. Bring it glory, bring it glory unto you. And let the peace of God. Rise up, rise up within. 
Blessed are them who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. May the Lord fill you. May the Lord cause you to rise up. May the Lord cause you to be the head and not the tail. May the Lord open in your understanding. May the Lord make you wise. In the name of Jesus. 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 Every eye closed. Every eye closed. I'm going to pray with you wherever you are. If you are thinking of planting a seed, if you are thinking of investing, of sowing, maybe your time, your efforts, your money into something, wherever you are, just place your hand on your head, on your head like that. Father, from eternity past, you have so designed us and you have called us to be, Lord, an epistle written not by man, but written by the Holy Spirit to show forth your glory to the world. Because your word says that our light should shine, the man will see and give glory to God. I pray for everyone this morning. I pray for them that are looking to make investments, looking to plant something that will bring, according to your word, harvest in due season. I pray for strength. I pray for them that lack courage. Give them the courage that you promised that when Joshua has it, it shall be well for him. I pray for courage. Them are they who hear words from man. And are discouraged. Them are they who look around at circumstances and are worried. But today, oh Lord, I pray, let their eyes be on you. As Peter fixed his eyes on Jesus and was able to do the supernatural and was able to walk on wonders, on water, 
and did wonders, O Lord. Let their eyes be on you. Curse them and grant them that their waking times and their sleeping times, Lord, it shall be saturated with your thoughts and with your words and with your encouragement, O Lord. Push them. I pray in the name of Jesus that every human barrier, every physical barrier, every spiritual barrier that will stand in their way, I remove it now by the finger of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every obstacle that is in their way, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as your servant in this house, I pray an apostolic prayer and I exert authority over every obstacle, every hindrance that is in the way, and I remove it in the name of Jesus. If it be men, roll them away. If it be ideas and thoughts that come from demons, roll it away. Ah, if it is legal systems, we change it for our favor in the name of Jesus. Every system that is a barrier, we remove that barrier and we circumvent that barrier in the name of Jesus. Father, let there be a way. Rivers in the desert. A way where there is no way. Exceedingly, abundantly, above what we can either ask or think. We worship you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody here, I hear. Somebody say, I hear. I hear. The sound of abundance of rain. Some say, I can see goodness all around me. Somebody say, I can feel it. My circumstance, it is changing. My life, it is changing. Some say, all around me, goodness and mercy is all around me. Put your hands together for the Lord and you can take your seats. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For copies of this message and other messages by Reverend Samuel Sawyer, please contact the following numbers 0243210323, If you are calling from outside Ghana, please begin with 00233 and email us at samsoya at yahoo.com. We invite you to visit us every Sunday morning at the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, former Olympia Cinema, at 6.30 a.m., 8.30 a.m., and 10.30 a.m. Our youth and children's service also come on at 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. On Thursday evenings, we meet from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. God bless you.